Welcome to the Hope and Reason podcast, where we remember together the reasons for the hope we have in Jesus. I'm Elise Hurd. And I'm Becky Keefe. We're your hosts, and we are so glad you are here. This podcast is an invitation to sit at the feet of Jesus and hear a true story about his real impact in our lives. Our heart is that these stories will recenter, refocus, and refresh you. We want to remind you how much God loves you, how he is for you and with you. Now let's dive in. I am so excited for you to listen in today. This is going to be a fun one because we are getting to chat about how God connected Becky and I. Totally unexpected, nothing we could have planned, and he has good unexpected things that you cannot plan in store for you as well. So we're going to just jump right in and talk about what God did 10, nearly 10 years ago. A decade. A decade. It's hard to believe, but Becky and I were both part of a community that Lisa Joe Baker had created around something called Five Minute Friday, which is where you would blog for just five minutes about a prompt. And part of the encouragement in that community was to go to a previous someone else who had linked up within, you know, who had written their little five minutes as well and linked up within the community. And you would go and intentionally leave an encouraging comment. And so as a part of that process, I wrote my little blog post and then went and looked through some other people's posts. And I came across Becky's blog and her website. And I specifically remember her about page reading that. And as I was reading her share so candidly about her life with her three little boys and how there would probably be Legos everywhere and you could just step over them and sit down on the couch with her. And there were these images of like laundry piled up all around. I was like, oh, yes. We could be friends. <laughs> this this is a heart connection right here because I was also very much in the throes of life with small children. I had, I think, so I had four, um, four little girls at that time. So she had her three boys and I had four girls. And I just felt like God spoke in my spirit saying, like, this is my Becky and I love her. Like, reach out to her and be a friend to her. And it was just like the Holy Spirit within my spirit saying she's awesome. And I was like, yeah, she is done reaching out. So then there was some very like awkward or shy, just like an encouraging post on what she had written on her blog, but then also, you know, reaching out via email. And that just kind of started these conversations back and forth. And it was like, what is this? Here's this soul sister from California who we randomly got connected through the Internet. Right. And so, friends, this is in 2014. So I think I was on Facebook at the time. Definitely not Instagram. I mean, this was like, you know, back in like the baby blogging days when there was still like my husband was still like, who are you talking to on the Internet? Like that was kind of (laughs) like the feeling like what if it's some random like old man? Like that's you know, that was kind of the feeling. I think he thought that about me for a few years. He's kind of questionable. Yeah. Yes. And so to like it was one thing like to leave comments back and forth. And but I, I remember you reaching out because I remember you commenting on my about page. And then I think on like a couple of different blog posts. And what I remember at the time is this very distinct feeling of feeling seen, 
feeling seen and known by this person I didn't know. Yeah. And that was a very odd experience. And yet, like from the very beginning, so this was like June 2014, like also having this sense of like, I'm supposed to be friends with this girl in Texas. I'm not quite sure why, but there was there was something there. Yes, definitely. And so then we were so excited when it was the Declare Conference, and that was August of 2014, right? Yeah. Um, and we both were going to go to that Writers Conference. Um, there was a little bit about podcasting even then. That was the first time I even heard about podcasting, actually, it was at that conference. And we were going because we both felt this call on our lives from God that he had things that he wanted to do through written words or spoken words or in Mm -hmm. some kind of public capacity. And we had no idea what that was going to look like, but it was both, it was a big deal to both of us to, you know, take the step and go to that conference. Right. I mean, for me flying from, because that, that conference was, was in, where is it? Dallas? It was in Dallas. Yeah. And so for me, like, you know, flying and I mean, my boys at the time were two, four and five. And so like getting away from the fray, you know, that was like a big like leap of faith. And you came, you drove from Houston to Dallas um, with your youngest at the time. And then mm-hmm. you brought your sister along because like in sisters order to go are heroes. <laughs> All the sisters out there, y'all are amazing. Yeah. My baby was uh, almost five months old. And so I had a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and then Sayla was eight. And so, yeah, same thing. And so I remember texting you on my flip phone. Um, <laughs> of course. Yes. Uh, when you know, that I had arrived and here was my room number and then you had arrived and you were going to come up. And it was like, I was so nervous I was to be too. like oh, meeting so in person, this person who I felt like was my friend, but was actually a stranger mm-hmm. was so just bizarre. And yet it was, it was also at that conference that God was like, yeah, this is a real friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know that he did things in both of our lives, like during that long weekend in Dallas that would later kind of like set the trajectory for our friendship as well as for our lives as women in ministry and communicators and content creators. Yeah, absolutely. I just, there are so many good God things that we would have missed out on if we just skipped the awkward, if we tried to get around that, because you just can't. Like as you are growing and like following God, it just feels awkward. And I distinctly remember like what it looked like when the door to your hotel room swung open and we said hi in person for the first time. And it was awkward. And part of that is in that young motherhood phase, you're like, I don't even know who I am. Like, it's hard for me to take a shower. I'm being completely, you know, deconstructed and finding out things about myself I didn't even know were there. And you're just, you forget how to have adult conversation and things like that. And so it was like, wait, this is a an adult who loves Jesus, who loves similar things as me, who also has young kids. And we're trying to put sentences and words together. It was yes. an adventure. I also remember, I don't know if I told you this at the time, but I also distinctly remember expecting you to be taller. Because you, I knew that you were, used to be a professional model, so I was expecting like this, like super tall woman. That's um, great. And and you're not short, but you're not like super tall. So, nope. anyhow, so one thing I remember also about Declare was 
it was between sessions. And I remember we were, we had like pulled like kind of two chairs together in this kind of like hallway corridor. And we were just kind of talking and processing what the Lord had been doing in our hearts through these sessions about, you know, writing and speaking. And I had at the time, I had it on my heart to write a book that felt totally wild and impossible, but I just knew that that's like what one thing that God had had put in my heart to do. But I remember one things that he was telling you at the time was that he was preparing you for a desert season. Yes. And that you were you were fearful about that, but that God had assured you that you would not walk through that alone. And I remember being struck by the fact that here's this beautiful writer mom in front of me and and like just like the way that you described like your conversations with Jesus really struck me. And I'm like, I want to know more about that. And then it was not long after Declare, I think maybe even the next month that like that desert season started in a very real and painful way in your life. Yes, absolutely. So at the conference, there was a Salo room. There was a big, like beautiful, like wall of greenery. And it had the word Sela spelled out since that's the name of my oldest daughter and who I shared the story of how she survived me and made it into the world. I shared that in episode one. Anything with Sela obviously will stand out to me, but it was this huge, <laughs> her name was written out huge. So I went to that room for prayer and for time with the Lord. And I did not expect to hear him so clearly, but he wanted me to know without any question that I was about to go into a desert season and that it was not by any wrong that I had done that I was not going to go alone, that he would be there with me through it. And I did not have any idea how much I would need that. Um, I have learned in the, you know, 19 years since of walking with God, that he will often tell us things ahead of time before mm. we need them. That's one reason why I'm such a big advocate for intentionally remembering back to things he said. But so what happened there is we left that conference and within about a month, it came to light that my um, four-year-old daughter at the time had been abused or molested by a uh, by someone connected with my family, not a family member, but just by someone who knew a family member and it's you know, the enemy's opportunistic. And it came to light that there was this moment of time where something could happen and it did. And the devastation and the fallout from that is impossible to describe accurately. Mm -hmm. It was harder than anything I experienced. I experienced some abuse as a child. I shared in the last episode about, you know, date rape situation when I was 17, you know, experienced abortion, all these different things. But for something to happen to my child was a whole different level of heartbreak than anything that I had experienced before by any of my choices or wrong choices towards me from others. And in that season, which ended up being several years, I was so incredibly grateful for the connection that God gave us and for the friendship that we had because he had also prepared uh, you in advance as an unexpected gift of a friend to me because there is something about a grief like that that is a private grief. So I'm sharing about it openly now with permission 
with full blessing from a daughter who wants to come on this podcast in a future episode. And she knows that, you know, she did nothing wrong. She feels no shame around her story. She wants me to share the story because God has done so many good things through her life. So just to be clear, but at that time, it was a very private grief. I experienced as a mother, the loss of a child. Um, in a in a way that is really hard to explain if you haven't had someone close to you go through a traumatic experience that they are still alive and breathing, but who they are is fundamentally and permanently changed. And yeah. um, I knew that God could redeem that and heal her. And we'll go into that story at some other point. But the beautiful thing for me was that in that private grief that I was experiencing, God allowed you as this safe, precious friend who like one of your gifts, you're so empathetic. Like you just have this heartbeat for what God cares about and you have an incredibly deep love. And that just made a safe landing place for me to be everything that I needed to be for my daughter and for my family through that season and then be able to come and just say, things are falling apart over here. And this Mm -hmm. is how it's really going. And could you join me in prayer in these ways? And you were a strategic prayer partner with me through so many different key points of battle there. And there is just, there there are no words that you can put around gratitude for that kind of unexpected gift that God had planned and had set up for me. So incredibly grateful. Hmm. And, you know, I think it's so interesting because, you know, you know, I've talked so many times over the last 10 years, like, oh, like, why do we have to live so far apart? And like, can't we just be neighbors? And, you know, if I live close, like I would bring you soup when you're sick and you're like, I'd come and help you fold laundry. And and just so you guys know, Lisa and I, we've already reserved um, mansions next door to each other in heaven. That's so, right. Just so you know. <laughs> um, but while it would be amazing to live n- near each other. I see that like in this piece of our story that there was actually a gift that I could be that friend who was removed and there was part of that distance that made me a safe place for you yes. because there's other people in your life who like your daughter's abuse had, like you said, it had deep and far reaching impacts on her behavior, her mental state, how that affected your family, all of your children. And from the outside looking in, people had judgments on what was happening in your family without knowing the full story. And so I see like not having that proximity, you know, I could hold space for all of that without being directly impacted. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And I actually hadn't even thought about that until you just said it, but that was such a gift because while we were in the process of figuring out how do we report this and how do we support her and how do we do all the things that need to be done, I had to be very careful and intentional about everything that I said and everything that I did. And I do think that that is an incredible gift. That's like one of the gifts that you can find in therapy, you know, having someone who is disconnected from your daily life, uh, Mm -hmm. having that distance in space, that was a total gift from God. So now I see something better between, you know, California and Texas and the distance (laughs) there has been this whole time. Yeah. That was God's goodness and his planning there too. Yeah. And so picking up on another thread from Declare was this calling that I knew from a very early age that God had put on my life to to tell stories and to really, I felt a calling to a ministry of words Yes, is how the Lord communicated to me. Um, and yet when I was in the throes of raising 
three tiny testosteronies, as I like to call yes. them, just like in this whirlwind, beautiful, hard haze of wrestling and pee and like just the mayhem of raising littles and the added ridiculousness of them being three boys so close together, which I loved and, you know, is part of God's unexpected goodness in my story, which is I just never expected. There was also this like this longing, this calling, this heartbeat to write. And one of the very strategic ways that God has gifted you, Elise, and connected us in friendship is that you have been this this caller out, I would say, in my life of what you see in me and 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 God's plan and his goodness. And, you know, when I felt like so far away from from the goal of writing a book, you have always been that voice of saying, Rebecca D. So guys, my name, my full name is Rebecca and my middle name is D. And one of Elise and I like to call each other by our, our full and middle name. So to her, I'm Rebecca D, and she is Elise Marie. Um, but I just I can hear you over and over again, like just saying, like Rebecca D, like God has equipped you for more. Like what He's doing in your life now is preparation. And friends, I ended up writing my first book, and yeah, then another book, <laughs> yes. and two Bible studies, and multiple other projects, um, and. Elise, you have been that person for me who every time I would go to Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf and sit down to write No Better Mom for the Job, I would text you or vox you and say, like, I'm sitting down to write. And I knew that you were faithful to pray. And I fully believe that, like, the words that God has equipped me to write in part came because of, of your prayers and your encouragement. And so in the same way, I feel that just indebtedness of gratitude um, to the way that, like, God gave me this friend in you that he knew that I was going to need on on this particular part of my journey as well. Yeah, one of the first things got impressed upon me when I read your blog. So this before we ever met, I declare anything. This was also just so you know, like this was like BeckyKeefe.blogspot.com, right? Like this blog was like days. back <laughs> in the blog spot days. Like I had like I don't know, like thirteen readers. So just right, absolutely. Well, me too. Like how many different renditions or. Uh, versions of ourselves, like have we gone through? And that's just an encouragement for anyone who's listening too. It's like all of those versions of you, all the things you've tried before, like that is all a part of what yes. God has been building into what he has for you. Like absolutely none of it is wasted. And it's so good. Like I'm so grateful that those little baby versions, those little sprout versions had only like 13 readers. Like my old blogs, it would be like, I want to print them out just to shred them. Like they were <laughs> it just, so there is, it's such a gift to have someone like growing up in that process with you. And I'm so grateful that you have been that in so many different ways in this ministry of words and just doing life. But I remember like from reading your, your blog, God just impressing upon me so clearly what a gift you had for pouring life into others through your words. And he mm -hmm. has done that through every book that you've written, through every book that you've contributed to, through every time that you speak. He speaks through you. He writes through you. And that's an incredibly powerful gift to give to others. And it can be really hard to see when you are in the throes of like diapers and spit up and tantrums and just the tiredness that comes with, you know, every day being another day, but you're 
faithfulness to get up and write some more words. It's a beautiful thing to get to be a witness to. So, and, and that's before you knew, that's before you had the confirmation about being a writer in some ways, about being a leader in some ways. So I just wonder if there are people listening who don't have the outward confirmation yet that they are a writer, that they are a community leader in some aspect. It is so fascinating to me how God often um, picks us and connects us with things that don't feel like a right fit in every way. You were mm-hmm. talking about how unexpected it felt to be a mom of three little boys. And Lord knows I did not plan to have seven children. That was not like in my life plan, but also right. with ministry, things that he calls mm-hmm. us to that feel awkward or uncomfortable, or we're not sure we have doubts around. It's a beautiful thing how he just know that that's a hallmark maybe that you in fact have been called to that thing. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I saw this in your life too. So you are clearly anointed as a communicator. And yet there was a time in your life, in our friendship that I got to bear witness to that like you were not comfortable showing your face, hearing your own voice, like showing up fully. I mean, it was one thing for us to like leave blog comments on each other's blogs. And then we moved, I think you at one time sent me a Twitter DM, which is probably the only one I've ever gotten in my whole life. Probably the only one uh, I've sent in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved to email. And then in like the beginning stages of both of us feeling like, I think I'm supposed to speak. I think I'm supposed to like show up, you know, more, more fully that was really hard for you. And I want you to be the one to tell people what we used to do. It was, it was very cool. We were very, we've always been very cool. cool, We're so cool, you guys. Um, We were like, we're going to be communicators. So we need practice, especially like for me. Okay. So I had a background in modeling. So I was, I had been, you know, as a professional model from the time I was 13. So you have to understand this was a, a weird kind of paradox for, place for me to be in thinking about showing up in front of people because I had professionally been doing that, showing up in pictures and videos, all that kind of stuff, but always as someone else, always as, you know, whatever mm-hmm. clothes hanger, whatever role I was supposed to fill at that time. So then when it came like, you got to start showing up as you, it was like, okay, now I feel really exposed. Now I feel really uncomfortable now I have all kinds of thoughts and feelings and questions and doubts. And it was like, okay, you're a safe person. Why don't we like record video messages and send them to one another? Again, y'all, this is like before social media and all this stuff. Um, I mean, we talk about Twitter, but like, it wasn't like it is now. Like there wasn't it, Facebook and Instagram in the same ways that it is now. So we're sending each other video messages, just like talking like- like texting each other them. Like there, right. there's no such thing as like Marco Polo or like other apps. Like we were like right. on our phones recording them and then texting them to each other. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, Just yeah. for the sheer of like something that we could say in text or in an email, but um, I don't know why this just like tickles me so much because I just even remember us both being like this feels so awkward. Because <laughs> it is this. awkward. That's why it feels that way. I know. But there was something that really, be- something really beautiful happened. Like those were like the tiny yep. mustard seeds of our faith, of our obedience. That's right. Of saying like, Lord, like, I don't even know what the end goal is in this, but like, 
I know that like this is a safe friend that you've given me and you've like given us both like this desire for words and the ability to communicate and for whatever reason like this is our one small awkward next step. <laughs> oh, I just love it so much. Yes. Yes, so many thoughts. <laughs> but basically just I'm I am grateful that like God I don't feel like any shame or embarrassment around this. Like you can say it's awkward and this is how I felt and this is what it was. And at the same time, it's like that is part of God's design, like the growing up process. And we we see it with our kids. It's like, you know, toddler isn't better than 18, isn't better than 28, isn't better than 58 or whatever. They're just different stages. And I just mm-hmm. love that we got to grow up together in that and starting to find our brave and that's definitely something he has continued to do. Yes, absolutely. And for me, another way that we have really grown up together, and I know that, and I've, you know, we, I've, I've invested in friendships like in my everyday, you know, life here in California, and and you have as well in Texas. And yet, I will say that again, in speaking about how intentional God is and how he so intentionally connected you and I, one thing that God has really used you in my life, Elise, is to help grow me up in him. Like my faith is, is deeper and stronger and more real because of you. So eventually, friends, we moved from texting each other awkward video messages to this app called Voxer. If you're not familiar with it, it's kind of like has like a little like walkie-talkie logo, but it's basically you can text on it and, you know, send photos and and gifs and stuff, but mostly it's like for voice. And this was super helpful as Elise and I are two time zones apart, you know, with multiple children between us and and all of that. And so we started, you know, sending voice messages as, again, another way like to show up with our voices and also just to like deepen our friendship because you can say things a lot quicker than sitting down to email. and But just hearing you on Voxer, like just process like what God was telling you or what you were reading in the word or what you were struggling with. It, I don't, I don't think that I can overstate what a gift it has been to me just to grow up with you. And there's times where you've definitely spoken like direct encouragement to me. I believe you have a very, a very special and powerful gift of discernment, of hearing from the Holy Spirit, of even prophetic words. And so you've gifted me with that as well. But even just like in your own like wrestling, I'm like, I'm learning how to do that as well. And so friends, if you're listening and you don't have that kind of friend, I would encourage you to pray for that kind of friend. And they might be your next door neighbor. They might be someone that you know through work or church or PTA or whatever. Or it might be someone from, you know, another state or another country that only God could connect you to. And so I just, again, just I just give him so much praise for who you have been in my life in that way. And I feel the same. And it's been so cool that God allows allows different parts of our journey to really intersect and overlap in similar ways. Like there's a lot of differences, but there's some really cool similarities, like what we were talking about, feeling like that ministry of words. Well, another piece of that has been in growing in our understanding of how to communicate with others, like through marketing, 
um, to serve them Mm -hmm. well through messaging in that way. I know that when God brought copywriting across my path, just from a friend who shared on a Facebook post, and again, it was that kind of ping that I pay attention to. Like When you speak to discernment, it's just if I get that nudge from God, like reach out to this person or pursue that thing. And it's just something that I follow up on and God does whatever he wants to do with it. But so copywriting was the same. And I have loved and been so grateful as we have figured out the world of communicating like sales messages and stories and connecting with people in that way. I've loved that God's brought you along on that journey too, because when you get to share life professionally as well as personally, that's just a huge gift because work is so much of what we do. It's so much of our time. And I'm just super grateful that God, like we never could have planned or thought of this stuff, you know, back in 2014, all these different ways. No. Okay. So, so what Elisa's referring to is, so she is a certified conversion copywriter and copy is basically words that sell. So specializing in, you know, marketing, branding, strategic messaging. And so, so I'll, I'll, I'll backtrack a, a, a quick little bit. So we met in person at Declare. Mm-hmm. in 2014. Then I'm a writer. I'm not good at math. Many years later, <laughs> so this is like almost seven years ago. So it must've been then like three years later, I was going to be turning 35 and Beth Moore was hosting a one day conference for women who felt called to writing, speaking, teaching. And this one day conference called Lit, Lit. was happening, <laughs> was happening in Houston on my birthday. And so I told my husband, I was like, the only thing I want for my birthday is I, I want to go to Houston and I want to go to lit and I want to see Elise. And so that was the second time that we met in person and I stayed in your house and like met all your children. I think you had, you still only had the four girls at the time. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. So, maybe. I think so. And but and I met your siblings and your husband and anyhow and we went to this conference which again still at that time like I wasn't published. I wasn't like doing the work I was now. And then the third time we met in person was you came out to California mm-hmm. because God had given you an assignment you were teaching at a conference in the uh, mountains that are local to me here in Southern California. It's like a junior um, high then- camp. It was like yes. a, a several day like a camp for junior hires that I got to go speak to them. Love those guys. Yeah. Yes. And then at the end of that, you extended your trip and then you and Sayla, your oldest, and JT, your youngest, came and we got to spend a couple of days together. So then – so Elise, now it's surreal that like she's my friend here now in my house and like we're sharing this like real life together and at the time you were going through this copywriting certification and we're sitting in my backyard on my back patio and I remember you telling me about it and you're like I didn't know that I could love sales and messaging and I'm nodding along like oh that's so interesting like without like with zero like zero holy spirit ping or personal inclination to (laughs) Know more about it on a personal level. Okay. So then about over a year later, almost a year and a half later, my family, my husband and I find ourselves in a financial situation where we need more income. And as we're praying about, okay, Lord, like, what is this going to look like? How are you going to provide for our family's needs? And as if from nowhere, but by that, of course, I mean like the Holy Spirit was like, ding, ding copywriting, 
reach out to Elise about copywriting. And it had never occurred to me before, but through this not so great season, needing God's provision, then I reached out to you. You basically told me the same thing that your friend had told you 18 months prior. And then I end up signing up for this conversion copywriting certification course, going through it. And now here we are like, and now we're talking and conversing and collaborating more than ever before because we have this shared skill set and passion. And it's just like only God, like, oh, and yeah, way back at Declare 2014 or when we were doing Five Minute Friday Link Up, like, would we ever have thought, like, oh, in 10 years, we're basically going to be like partnering together in business? No. no like, what? <laughs> oh. It's so good. I'm glad that he can see all of that and that we can't. God is this really, he's so wise in knowing like how much to tell us and what not to tell us. Who could raise their hand if they're like, if God had told me everything that would be involved in something that he's called you to, you're like, I don't know. But I also find so much joy in knowing like that he has all of the provision and all of the goodness also planned in advance, like friendship with you. It's just those other factors that you can't even see. He's our, he already sees those ahead of time. He already knows they're going to be there and he's going to provide yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. So one of the really fun things, friends, about Elise and I preparing for this episode and getting to share our story with you was thinking back on all of these different ways that God pre-planned and orchestrated and you know directed our paths and knit our hearts together again, this is why we're doing this podcast because it's so easy to forget. Like it's so easy to forget like, oh, oh yeah, that was significant. Oh yeah, that was a kindness from God. Oh yeah, that was his goodness. Like we, there's another story. So uh, one of my books is called The Simple Difference, How Every Small Kindness Makes a Big Impact. More than a year after, maybe even almost two years after that book came out, on a random day, I get an email from a reader who has said, I read The Simple Difference and I just can't stop thinking about it. And I keep thinking about you. And I just felt like that the Lord wanted me to reach out. And I was wondering if we could jump on a call. And I don't even know if you do that. Then as I read this person's email, then I feel compelled to say yes. Like, and it was a busy season and I didn't really have time for, you know, a 30 minute Zoom call with a random person. And yet like in my heart, I knew like I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to do this. And so I get on this call with this woman named Carrie. And um, she's sharing kind of her heart and her vision for ministry. And she was kind of, you know, wondering if I felt similar and if there was some type of God partnership that he had for us together. And, and honestly, my discernment was, was no, like I, I wanted to encourage her, but I didn't feel like I was supposed to, you know, like jump on board. And yet in the middle of that conversation, I felt the spirit say, tell her about Elise and Elise was doing this, you know, this this branding and this messaging and could be a really strategic partner. But I also didn't even think that this this person was even really ready for Lisa's services. But I just felt like I was supposed to tell her, like, reach out to Elise. So I ended up connecting Elise and Carrie. And then what happened? Okay, so the coolest thing. So as Carrie and I are talking, it was a similar thing. It was God was bringing, bringing to mind that he had some things he wanted to do with her first. Like it wasn't for copywriting services, but what came up through our conversation made it clear that 
there was something else that God had in mind. There is a different reason for the connection. And that was, you know, I have been, so the name of the podcast is Hope and Reason. I, you know, have done many different things, which are helping people to remember the reasons that they have hope in Jesus. And sometimes that has looked like an in-person conference or, you know, giving a keynote or things like that. But I had on my heart to do a retreat, a hope and reason retreat where I could get in the room with like five women that I could help them reconnect with some of their foundational reasons why, you know, just get some more clarity around why God was calling them to the things that he was, who he was, those things that they needed to remember. And so I was already in the process of planning this hope and reason retreat. And so as Carrie and I are just sharing about our lives, I bring up about, you know, share about the Hope and Reason retreat. And she says that she just happens to have a beach house that would be perfect for Hope and Reason retreat. And she just happens to know some ladies, you know, who used to work in corporate for many years and now are pursuing the call of God on their lives in various ways, whether it's with a ministry or a business or writing a book. So then together we begin to collaborate and we host, you know, a couple of different retreats at her beach house and we have more planned, you know, for the upcoming year. And just because she also happens to live in Texas too, right? Yes, she lives in Texas. So that's the crazy thing. She connect God connected her with you there in California. But then when, after we got to talking, it was like we lived where we could go like meet at a coffee shop and you have a beach house like an hour away from me that you want to use for this purpose and that and these people who are ready for this exact type of getting clear on what God has called them to do and about their next steps and just connecting with Jesus and getting recharged and everything. So it's this beautiful um, setup by God that he just happened to connect through our friendship. (laughs) And I have a very strong feeling that this is just the beginning, like that we are going to continue to see God's hand in our friendship because it's his delight. It's his delight to see his kids love one another, to see his kids encourage and support and and reflect Jesus back to one another. And so I want to encourage you, friends who are listening, to think about a significant person in your life. Maybe, maybe you didn't meet them through the internet. Maybe you, you know, met them through through school or through a job or through church or some way that seems kind of kind of normal or average. But I want you to stop and think about kind of trace the footprints, trace God's fingerprints even um, through that friendship and think about how oh, God, how have you used this person in my life in a significant way? How have you used me to encourage them? Where have our paths connected that we can point back to your goodness and your glory. And I promise that if you take some time this week to to do that, you are going to see God more clearly. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but like I have had a smile on my face this entire podcast because there is so much joy in recalling how God has been intimately invested in our lives in a way that, like Lee said at the top of the show, like only he could have done. Like we couldn't have have strived for or contrived this on our own. It was all by him and for him. Yes. The same thing for me. My face hurts from smiling because God knows us better than we know ourselves. He can see the future where we can't. He knows what we need exactly when we need it. And he has already gone ahead of us and planned and prepared that in advance. 
So in addition to what Becky said, I would really encourage you to pray for that discernment, to pray for that, you know, that ping, that nudge. If God wants you to send a text message to someone, reach out to someone um, and don't get too in your head about what you don't know or the question marks, because those will always be there. But just kind of follow the lead of the spirit and see where it goes, because it always goes somewhere good. Like Jesus has so much more good planned for you than you can even imagine. So Becky, do you have a quote or a resource where a listener can go deeper if they want to? Well, what comes to mind for me is James 1.17, because it's all about God's good gifts. And it says, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in heaven. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. And so I just love that reminder, like whatever is good and perfect in your life is a gift from God. It is a reflection of his love. Or in the message translation, it says, every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers of light cascading down from the father of light. And so Elise, like when I think about like God's light in my life, his love coming down from heaven. One of the key ways that I've experienced that is through you, my friend. And so friends listening, think about what is what is a beneficial gift in your life and then turn today and thank God for that gift because it is from him, because he loves you. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Let me tell you, we believe that God has life-changing good plans for you this year in 2024 and that in order to fully step into the next level of abundance that he has for you, you will need strong foundations of knowing and remembering who God is and what he has done for you. And we believe that God wants to reveal his heart towards you through the stories we will share on this podcast. So make sure to subscribe to the Hope and Reason podcast and tune in when a new episode is available to you, which will be next Thursday. And until then, remember, you are so, so loved.